morning, church family. It is so good to see you today. My name is Cole, and I serve as the junior high pastor at the 2 campus of New Hope Church. And I have the privilege of doing today's Thursday edition of the TNT Devotional. Uh, before I start, uh, parents, I just want to say that I love your kids. Uh, fifth through eighth graders are loud. They make a lot of messes, uh, but they are so much fun. And it's, it's been said uh, that I have the energy of one of these junior high kids. So if I, if I give too much of that at this early in the morning, um, I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, I don't disagree. Um, I love the junior high ministry. Um, I was actually talking to a junior high teacher the other day, and he said, look, if you're, if you're going to do junior high things and junior high teaching, um, you've got to have a little bit of junior high in you. And uh, I'm, I fit right in there. Um, I love uh, being able to sit and pray and wonder and think about how uh, I can make services more fun and what events we can create uh, to help your student better, ke- better connect to the Lord and to each other. Um, parents, I just want to say, th- want to say thank you uh, for giving me the opportunity to partner with you uh, in helping your student know Christ and make him known. It's an honor of mine, uh, and I'm really, really thankful for it. Um, if your 5th through 12th grader is not plugged into New Hope's students, um, now's the time uh, to encourage your student and to give it a shot. Now, I'm biased um, not only because I work in the NH student ministry, but also because I grew up in the ministry. Um, I believe that the Lord is really doing some good things in our student ministry right now, and we would love the opportunity to connect, to connect with your student, have your student check out our ministry. A great place to get their foot in the door for that um, is any of our Sunday services at 8.15, 9.45, and 11.15. Uh, or you can go to, they can go to our life groups, which are going to be held on Sunday nights at our campuses from 6 to 7.30. Um, that's at the 288 Alvin, Friendswood, and Webster campus uh, from 6 to 7.30. Uh, and that will be called life groups. Um, life groups is basically just a place where your student uh, will have lots of fun. They'll connect with others their age. They'll eat pizza and learn about Jesus. Um, we love life groups, and we believe that the Lord is doing some really good things right now through our groups. And speaking about life groups, um, we also have our adult groups that are going on right now. Um, life groups are a place for you as adults and, and parents and um, husbands and wives, like where you can go and find people that are in the same season of life, of, same season of life as you, uh, and come together and encourage each other in the scriptures. Um, you can find a life group using your life group finder on our website, uh, or you can go to newhopechurch.tv slash lifegroups uh, for more information. Um, a couple more things. If you haven't heard um, that our fall market is coming up um, on October 9th, then you need to be there. Mark it down in your calendar on October 9th at the Friends of Campus. We are going uh, to our fall market. It'll be, I believe, our seventh year doing it, and it has been awesome every single year. So we would love to see you and join us at the market. Um, one more thing, and this is big and this is fun. Um, New Hope Kids is hosting Fall Delight, but we really need your help. Um, we need volunteers to decorate their cars and, and hand out candy to our kiddos, and we need volunteers to help with registration and parking um, and candy running to, to people who, who are handing out candy. So if you're able to help, please uh, go to newhopechurch.tv slash events to sign up to help. <clears throat> um, all right, church family. I'm going to pray for us, and then we are going to get right into this Devo. I'm really excited for it. Um, man, Jesus, we come before you thankful for today. Thank for who you are and thank for what you do. God, I pray that today that you speak. God, I pray that the words um, that I say today are not my own words, but God, I pray that they are yours. God, um, I pray that today that even one person watching this Devo comes to know who you are just a little bit better and that we walk away with something that we can apply to our lives um, in order to advance the kingdom. 
Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, all right. Um, so if you have your Bibles and um, you would like to read along with us today, um, we are going to be in Matthew chapter 25, 31 through 46. Again, that's Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. Um, and what I'm going to do today is I'm going to read our passage um, all the way through. So it's, it might take a little second, but I'm going to read our passage all the way through. Um, and then I'm going to kind of go and break it down uh, verse by verse for us. Um, so here we go. Um, starting at verse 31. It says this, When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. All the angels will be gathered before Him, and He will separate the people one, uh, from... Sorry, lost myself. Uh, he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. And the king will say uh, to those on his right, Come, you come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, uh, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you uh, hungry and, and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we sick, uh, see you sick or in prison and go visit you? And the king replied, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, uh, you who are cursed, into uh, eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. And I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not, and you did not look after me. And they also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? And he will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one, of the, for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And then they will go away to eternal punishment with the righteous to eternal life. So I know that was a lot, but we're going to go through and we're going to break it down again um, by just a few verses at a time. Um, and in the beginning of these verses, um, we see that Jesus affirms that one day believers and non-believers alike are going to go and stand before him and give an account for everything that we have ever done. And um, the believers and non-believers are going to be separated in two groups. And in this story, in this parable, um, the be believers and non-believers are represented by sheeps, those are the believers, and the goats, the non-believers. Right, the sheep represent who uh, those who follow Jesus and have a life that shows that they follow him. And the goats represent those who do not have a true relationship with Jesus. And to the sheep, I'm going to read this again. To the sheep, Jesus, who is the king in the story, in the parable. And if you don't know, a parable is just a heavenly story with an earthly meaning. To the sheep, the king, Jesus, says this. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you, who are blessed, come, you who are blessed by my Father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. 
And here we see Jesus, who's, who's uh, represented by this king, talking about giving an inheritance uh, to those who loved others as Christ loved the world. And it's inheritance, right, is the kingdom. It's the kingdom of God, it's the kingdom of heaven, right? And the righteous, as they're called, they seem almost confused. They ask Jesus, like, wait, we, we never saw you uh, naked and clothed. We never saw you hungry and gave you food. What are you talking about, Jesus? They were confused. But Jesus says, the king will reply in verse 40, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And I think that's powerful. I think that's powerful. I think of two, two verses um, that comes to mind when I, uh, when I read that. And it's where Jesus says that um, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and to uh, love your neighbors you love yourself. And then the other um, is in Acts 2, 42 through 47. And in Acts 2, 42 through 47, we see that love your neighbor, um, love, uh, love your neighbor as yourself, love come to fruition in the church. And I think that's what Jesus is describing here. And I want to read that scripture for you real quick. It's, it's, it says this. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to, the breaking of and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. And here's where that love comes in, that selfless, Christ-like love. It says, They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they met together in the temple courts, and they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to the number daily, daily those who were being saved. So we see in that scripture that they were giving away their own possessions. They were selling their own things just so they can fill the needs of others. And um, I think these people um, in Acts chapter 2 are people who are actively living out their faith. They're actively living out their faith. They don't just talk about being a believer. They don't just say that they're a Christian and call Jesus Lord. And <laughs> I think, um, you know, I, I could say that I'm a chef. Right? I, I could wear the big old hat. You know what I'm talking about? I could wear the big old hat. I could have the apron that says Master Chef on it or something. Uh, grill Master. Um, I could have the spatula. I could have the tongs. I can talk about cooking things. Um, what's a cooking thing? Sous vide is a cooking thing. Searing. Uh, seasonings, you know, like uh, rosemary and salt and pepper. <laughs> And though I might look the part where I got the hat, got the apron, got the tongs and the spatulas and whatever, and though I might look the part and though I can talk the part about very basic cooking things, uh, <laughs> Lord knows that I set the smoke alarm off every time I cook. And um, this is actually not a joke. I wish it was. Um, but <laughs> though I put the smoke alarm off every time I cook, um, I can make a pretty mean bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Um, if you don't know what that is, that's cereal. I can make a really good bowl of cereal. Um, if anyone wants to offer cooking lessons, I will gladly take them. Um, but I can talk and look the part, but that doesn't mean I'm living that life. It doesn't mean I'm actually in that role that I say I am. And here's what I've learned, and I've seen this time and time again in my life, is that talk is cheap. Talk is cheap, right? Don't, don't talk about doing something do something, right? Don't talk about being something. Be that something. Don't talk about it. Be about it. You know, as believers, um, we aren't called to talk about loving people, right? We can 
talk about how we should love people better, right? But we're not just supposed to say, oh, I'm, I'm going to love that person today. I'm going to love them with a Christ-like love. No, we're not called just to talk about it. We're called to love everybody with a Christ-like, speak the truth in love, give the shirt off my back, here, eat this cinnamon toast crunch that I just made for you, stay in my guest bedroom kind of love. It's in Acts 2, 42-47, selling property and possessions, breaking bread in their homes kind of love that we're talking about here, right? And it's, I feel like, man, we, we get too busy talking about this kind of love to actually do it sometimes, we get caught up, or we just we just forget, or we get lethargic, and we just don't love people how we are supposed to love them. And here's the thing about people who love Jesus. Here's the thing about people who love Jesus. I think that people who love Jesus love his people with Christ-like love. Not by words, but by action. I'm going to say that one more time. I think that people who love Jesus love his people with a Christ-like love, not by words, but by action. And I think this is where, where we have a disconnect. Is, man, like we, we say we love Jesus, but we aren't loving his people with a Christ-like love. <laughs> and something I've noticed in this passage is that the goats call Jesus Lord as well. The goats and the sheep both call Jesus Lord. But instead of receiving the kingdom that the Lord prepared for the sheep, the goats who still call Jesus Lord, they receive an eternal fire that was prepared for the devil. You might be wondering, what's, what's the difference? They both call Jesus Lord. They're fine. They're fine, right? But Jesus says to the goats, For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, you did not, and you did not look after me. And he will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous, the sheep, to eternal life. Don't just talk about being a believer. Be a believer. Be a follower of Christ. And what that means is, man, like this scripture is not saying, it's not saying when you, when you do good works, you're going to go to heaven. That's not what it's saying. But it is saying that if you are a true Christian, that your actions will reflect your faith. If you are a true Christian, your actions will reflect your faith. And if you have faith in Jesus and believe that his commands are true, then you are going to follow his commands and love the Lord your God with all your heart, and you're going to love your neighbor as yourself, and you're going to love the least of these. When we do something to others, as Christ says, whatever you do to the least of these, you do to me. When we do something for others, when we serve others, we do it to Christ. And I want to ask, are you serving with a Christ-like love? Even further, are you serving as Christ would serve? Because Jesus, who is God, came down from heaven to live a life for us, and he lived for us, and he died for us, right? That was his service of He died to us. He died for us, and then rose again from the dead so that we can have life. That was what he did for us, right? For the Son of Man came not to serve, but not to be served, but to serve, right? He's a king, but he served us. Who are you serving today? I want to ask. Church, I want you to reflect on yourself today. How can we love our neighbor better today? And you might be wondering, man, Cole, how, how do I find how to love like that? How do I find that Christ-like love? How do I learn how to, how to love like that? And 
the easiest way you can do that, the best way you can do that, is by start reading your Bible every day. Start reading your Bible daily. If you open your Bible, you'll be able to read and, and look and, and learn about the love that God has shown throughout the ages. His endless grace, His forgiveness, His selflessness. Man, God is not a selfish God. He's a God who loves us, a God that came down from heaven to live as one of us and die for us. That kind of love, what we can do when we, have that, when, our, when we read our Bibles, we take that, we read it, we learn from it, we apply it from our daily life, to our daily life. And we begin to love others how Jesus loved. Church, today, my challenge to you is this. Read your Bible. Learn how God loves and reflect that love in your daily life to those that you may not even want to love. Because in my mind, who, if you have someone in your mind that you, maybe you don't want to love, uh, maybe they've rubbed you the wrong way a, couple, uh, a few too many times, I mean, you've got to remember that Christ died for that person too. And they deserve uh, the forgiveness and love from you just as they've received uh, from Christ. So church family, thank you, for, uh, thank you for listening to me today. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for us, and then um, we're going to go and head out. So let's pray. Man, Jesus, we come before you thankful for today. I pray that today, that God as a church family, we become a force of people who just begin to love uh, with a Christ-like love. That we just love others in our workplaces, in our homes, in our schools. God, I pray that we love others with a Christ-like love. Jesus, teach us how to do that today. Thank you, Lord, for who you are and for what you do. I pray blessings over everybody here uh, that's listening and uh, watching right now. Jesus, thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing here. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks, guys. See you later.